let's just face it, nothing's really gone our way in 2020. <laughs> I mean, and when does life ever really go away? You know, we have to face challenges and adversity all the time, but specifically this year, it's been tough. And I know so many of you have faced job loss and health issues and moving in with parents and moving in general and homeschooling and just issue after issue after issue. And there has been so much to overcome this year. And that is exactly what this episode is about. What to do when life doesn't go your way. I have mental management coach Heather Sumlin on the show She is so special to me because not only was she my mental management coach when I was preparing for Miss California USA, but now she's just kind of my mental management coach for life, just handling life situations when they don't go your way and how to navigate them, you know, how to approach things in a positive light, how to respond versus react. We all need to get better at this. This is a way of approaching life that's healthy that we can change on our own, which is exactly what's misunderstood, that we can start changing the narrative ourselves. So I'm going to get right into it. It's a powerful message. And I love this conversation with her because she's so brutally transparent about what we can change. And this really has been a tough year. But there still are some things that are in our control. And a big part of that is our mindset. So I'll say no more. Let's dive right into what to do when life does not go your way. You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Misunderstood. I'm super excited. Well, I'm always excited, but I'm especially excited today because I have Heather Sumlin back on the show by popular demand. She is my mental management coach whom I used for Miss California USA, but now she's kind of just like my life mentor. So I feel like I had to have you back here to to speak with us. Yes. Welcome back, Heather. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Oh, of course. Well, the response, you spoke on self-image back in March, beginning of COVID, beginning of quarantine, and it was such a necessary tool, I feel like, especially then, because a lot of people were going through self-reflection and just a really difficult time. You know, we didn't really know what was going on with the pandemic and 2020 and like, what were we facing? And then confidence in itself was already so tough. And now here we are, you know, the end of 2020, and it's kind of like, what has happened this year? <laughs> so I was like, emergency meeting, like we need a <laughs> podcast again on figuring out life when it's not going your way. Like if there's anyone that can speak on this topic, it's you. You can provide us with some fruitful advice and really just lead us into a conversation so we can hopefully navigate just our lives. 
it's so confusing figuring out next steps and trying to figure out like 2020. Like Heather, what's it been like for you? Initially, it was a lot of at home time with family. And yeah, I mean, I'm a very active person. I work a lot. And so there was kind of not a shutdown on work necessarily. I was still busy, but you know, pageantry kind of came to a halt or to a stall to an Mm. extent. And so some of my clients needed to postpone or try to figure out what are we going to do. And so I had a little bit more free time than normal. And some of the stuff that we had planned to do with mental management, in-person classes, in-person training, all got kind of shut down for a while. Right. And then my daughter, of course, homeschool for the first time ever. My son, my, my son is a teacher. So he was then having to navigate that, not in our house, but still that was kind of a a difficult process for him still is. I think now I feel for all teachers. I do. And my husband had to work from home for the first time really ever. And so all of us trying to navigate how to find our space in the house, how to commit some time to work, but then also to each other and then invest in different ways. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't escape. And then trying to figure out how to make that work. And for me, Mm. one of the most valuable things that I did in the beginning of the whole pandemic and the quarantine time was spend valuable time with my daughter. We would go on walks and we would have a Bible study and, and that kind of thing. And we had started doing that. And now you fast forward to today and we're not doing that so much as we were before. So I feel like some of the habits that I had created back in March and April, I need to revisit. It's like, I don't want the new normal to really be what it's become. I want to go back and say, okay, what did I learn? You know, six months ago, eight months ago, however long ago it was at this point, and that I can continue to do. So some of those things I would like to kind of focus on for myself, kind of reflect back over things that I learned early on that were valuable when I was stuck in the house the whole time and maybe revitalize those things. I feel the same way. I feel like there was so many positives that we were overlooking because we were spending so much time focusing on the negative. Still do. And I'm definitely one of those people that gets frustrated. Like something as simplistic as, this is so superficial, but like I get so excited to go on a date. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to go on a date. I want to go do this or I want to go do this. And I will put on a really cute outfit. Mm-hmm. And then I will remember I have to put on a mask. And I'm like, are we joking still? Like, uh, like I, I almost forget that that's still part of our culture now that I have to put on a mask. And then I get just frustrated. I'm like, oh, I hate that this is what we're living with right now. And I just, and then I get immediately just annoyed. And there's so many other positives to this time that I have to constantly remind myself of. And there's just been so much quality time that I don't think we will ever, ever have again, ever. Just the the little moments. For me specifically living in Los Angeles, I mean, I got a small, small taste of commuting. I got a small, small taste of traffic when I first moved here. I was legitimately concerned about it moving here because (laughs) everyone's like, it's a good chunk of your life, not just your day, but your lifestyle. And so Austin and I, something as simple as like going to dinner during the week would take us like an hour and 20 minutes to go to dinner. And so we were like, well, can't do that because that took an hour and 20 minutes. You know, like that was insane. And then now there's no traffic. Mm -hmm. You know, we just will stay inside. You know, we don't go out quite as much. 
just the quality time, the excess activities, just the busyness kind of got trimmed out and the commute into work got trimmed out because you're working from home. All of that led to that intimacy, that time together, that ability to not be as exhausted from those extenuating circumstances, those commutes, that those extra things that you factor into your day, running into grab coffee with people or doing taco Tuesdays or going to workout classes or because you always felt the need to do that. Mm -hmm. I always felt the need to be busy. And now I'm really relishing in slowing things down and realizing I moving forward, I don't need to always do that again. I don't always need to be the person that has plans Monday through Sunday. Always. It's probably better for you to not have so much on your plate that you feel like you have to do. Right. I mean, I like to get out of the house just because my husband and I are opposites. He wants to be home and he's a homebody and he likes to be at home. And I like to be anywhere else, like just to experience. I want to mm-hmm. go to dinner. I want to go. It was funny because during the whole quarantine thing, I was like, I don't know why, but I've been itching to go roller skating or bowling or something. Mm-hmm. Just because I they said I can't do it. So now I want to do it. Yeah, just because they said you can't. They told me I can't, but I want to. And I don't know. I feel like there's an opportunity to find the joys within or the lessons, I guess you could say, within adversity. Mm-hmm. There's always some opportunity that's available. It's just you have to look for it. Or there's something to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we forget that because we're so busy focusing on the things that we don't like or complaining about the things that we don't like or focusing on the things that have been taken from us or pulled away from us that then it becomes sorrow filled Mm -hmm. instead of purposeful. And yes, it's difficult and it's hard. And for some people, it's way more hard than for others. I certainly cannot complain. Right. You know, my husband still has a job. I still have a job. Our daughter's still in school. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's really nothing to complain about for us and our family. So it's really easy for me to say, hey, look at the bright side because there's more bright side for me. But even right. if you're going through something and it's really, really, really hard, the challenge is that if you focus on the negatives, you see more negatives. Like you focus on problems, you have more problems. You focus on solutions, you have less problems because you find right. solutions to those problems. So while it's difficult to do, I think if people would just sit and think, okay, what is something, one thing from today that was valuable for me? One thing, one thing that I learned about myself or one thing that I'm grateful happened or one thing that I'm just grateful for. Mm -hmm. And then this day mattered because of this one thing. Mm -hmm. It could help at least bring closure to a day instead of focusing on all of the things that didn't go your way or weren't great or were frustrating. Mm-hmm. find one. I feel like it also, and I feel like I'm the poster child for this because I measured success and happiness very differently before 2020. I am very social, shocking. I know no the listeners are going to be appalled. Very social, very public about X, Y, and Z. I measured happiness by trips and involvement and 
I couldn't just sit on a couch. Like I wanted to go do the dates and do the fancy things and the fun things and the activities. I wanted to make memories. Like that's what I called it. I was like, let's make memories. Let's make memories. I was that person. I needed to always be working on a project Mm -hmm. and not just a little project, like a grand project. Like, I don't know, Miss California, USA. Like I wanted to be working on the next big thing. So in 2020, there'd be so many times I would sit back and I would see photos of my 2019 or of my 2018. And I think, wow, this time last year, Austin and I were in Venice. This time last year, I was picking up my gown for Miss California. This time last year, I was having a 90s theme birthday party with 100 people. This time last year, I was doing whatever it was. And I was like, gee, that sucks because I'm looking at my 2020 and I'm like, oh, I've made four friends in Los Angeles. Oh, what do I have to say for, for my time in LA? And then I had a realization before my 28th birthday last month, I was actually talking with Craig and he was like, oh, wow, like you've accomplished so much this year. And I, I actually laughed. I was like, huh, because I'm thinking I barely left my apartment this year. You know, like I've been in quarantine. And then he was like, you have moved across the country. You started a podcast you know, you were first runner up. You built this platform. You got a promotion. You, You're engaged. Yeah, now I'm engaged. Congratulations. You know? Thank you. Thank you. You know, I was able to establish some really difficult certifications in my career. You know, all of that, it's not fun and pretty. You know, I wasn't posting about the nights that I was up late studying with my pumpkin spice latte. And like, <laughs> That's not glamorous. Like those little moments aren't glamorous. A lot of people don't see the behind the scenes that go into the podcast, but that's huge. Like that's still, like you said, like waking up and doing little things every single day. Like this takes work. And like, there is something to be said about that 2020 still. Like maybe I don't have- Small steps. Have those moments in Venice, but it's small steps. Exactly. Yeah. Small steps still move you forward. Yeah. And they actually are big steps. Sometimes big steps aren't what you need Yeah, because you'll step over something that would have mattered. Yes. Say that one more time. That is powerful. Sometimes big steps aren't what you need because you'll step over something that would have mattered. Wow. I love that. So don't worry about the size of the step. Just know where you're heading. Wow. And move there. Absolutely. I feel like there's so many people in 2020 that are like me that measure success in those big steps. I and that person. And that's why I love having you in my life because you remind me that small steps matter too. Small steps of waking up, taking care of yourself, maybe just taking care of your children, being there for your children, taking care of your health, taking control of something, redirecting your life in some fashion. Like that, that is what matters. Like maybe that is what this year was about. That is actually a great segue into redirection versus rejection. And I don't know if you remember this conversation, but I'm going to bring it back. Mm. We mentioned this before we hopped on the call, but Mm. we mentioned rejection versus redirection. And the beginning of this year, we all know the story. I didn't want to miss California, USA. And I was devastated. Absolutely devastated. I called you. You're one of the, the first people I called the day after I didn't win. And, you know, I thought my life was over. I was like, what the heck? Like, I was upset. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean I did not win? Like, all signs pointed to me going to Miss USA. 
But the other thing, the only other thing I could think of was my path in my personal life, my path in my marriage, my path as a mom, my path in that future. And you, up until that point, you had been my mental management coach, my prep for Miss California USA, for Miss USA, you know, to get me that job, really. But when I called you the day after Miss California, you said, Kelly, God has a plan and you don't know what his plan is, but there is no better title than Mrs. And there is no better name than Mommy. And I remember being on the phone and just getting teary-eyed because I wanted so badly to be Miss California. But I was like, holy cow, she's right. Like that is so temporary. Not saying that's not incredible. Obviously, there's so many title holders going to Miss USA next week. Good luck, ladies. But I was like, this is the rest of my life. Like now I can really prepare for this next chapter. And I feel like that's what God is redirecting me toward, is mentally preparing me for that next step. 10 months later, I'm engaged and I'm going to be a Mrs. And, you know, I'm not Miss California, but you are so right. And I still remember you saying that and it being so powerful because I was like, yes, that is a redirection that that God is definitely planning me towards. Yeah, it's not a rejection. It's a redirection. Rejection would mean you take it personal. Rejection would mean that it's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Redirection would mean that it's happening for you. There's a difference. And I think if you live your life where you think that things are happening to you, then it's a personal attack. It's personal. And then I'm going to be offended or I'm going to be sad or I'm going to be disheartened. But if it's happening for you, mm. then there's a benefit. There's something to look forward to. And I do remember that conversation. Mm. It was almost like a God moment because I don't think I've ever said that before. I mean, obviously, I believe the best title I've ever held is Mrs. And I definitely believe in that. And I think that I also believe that winning a state title or a national title will never be the biggest, the the pinnacle of your life, no matter who you are, because Mm. it'll be a stepping stone. It always is. But also it's interesting in pageantry, just because Miss USA is coming up and it's right around the corner and it's so exciting. It is, yeah. But there will always be more than one person who deserves the win in a pageant, whereas that's not true in other sports. It's really the only sport, if I can call it that, a sport, sport. (laughs) that more than one person is deserving of the title, but only one will be recognized. Right. And so while you weren't recognized, it doesn't mean you weren't deserving. It's just that God had another plan for you. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think if we can look at it that way, even though it's hard in the beginning, it's sad and it's difficult. And, and sometimes it takes a while to kind of like step forward and say, Oh, okay, that wasn't what I was supposed to do. So hard, (laughs) especially in your last year of eligibility. And, but would you have started this podcast if you won? Yeah. You know, you probably wouldn't have, and this has been pretty therapeutic and fun for you, I think. And I remember the conversation about what do I name it and all of the stuff. And it was really, really cool just having this this whole brainstorming session with you about the podcast and just kind of helping you like redirect what you were focusing on for something else. You always just wanted to give back to people, help people. What a huge and beneficial way to do that by talking to people and thousands of them. It's been so lucrative, not fiscally or financially, but in life you mentioned this before too, you said goals have three stages and life has three stages. 
And you know what? That is similarly the way 2020 is going for a lot of different people. Maybe right now they're not in that super fruitful area of their life where they're seeing results right away. I had no idea. I received my answer as to why I didn't win nearly immediately. That doesn't happen to everyone. When things don't go your way Mm -hmm. and not winning Miss California is obviously not the same as what people are facing this pandemic or in facing in 2020. That is very, very minor, but I'm just using that as an example. When things aren't going your way, you sometimes don't find out for years. You don't. And you look back and 10 years later, you're like, wow, that had to happen for this to happen and for this to happen. And I need to Mm -hmm. learn this lesson. But can you just expand on that? You mentioned that before. You said, similarly, the goals have three stages and life has three stages. What did you mean by that? So the goals have three stages. So we have an attraction phase. Like when we first set a goal, we're really attracted to it. Like we're going to think about all the things we love about the idea of this Mm. goal becoming realized. We're going to be focusing on all the stuff we love, that we like, that we're excited about, right? Because it's an exciting new goal. But then it'll get hard. If it's a goal set that's challenging, you're going to be challenged. And at some point you're going to hit distraction which is when you're focused on all the things you don't like about it, all the things that are hard about it, all the things you're having to sacrifice in order to pursue it. And so you have to move from distraction to traction. Traction is when you are changing something about you in order to make that goal happen. When you're focusing on not the benefits of the goal, not the negatives of the goal, but achieving the goal. Mm. Like, what is it that I need to change about me? Like, I don't have it because... I couldn't have it before. So something needed to change in order for me to accomplish it. So what is it that I need to change about me in order to make it possible? And I think a lot of times, even in life, we're stuck in this distraction. We're stuck. My dad calls it being stuck in the mud. Hmm. We're just like going anywhere. And you're just letting yourself kind of be stuck. And you can't stay there. Right. You have to move and trek forward. Hmm. I think it applies to life and one, because I think life is a big goal. I don't even care who you are. Pretty much everybody's a goal setter in some way. Right. For some people, it's like my goal is to just not hit the snooze button, right? Yeah. So, or my goal is to actually get out of bed and go somewhere to the grocery store with my mask on, you know, today. Yeah. But everybody has a different version of what goals are. There's very few no goal people right. in the world. There's probably some, but I wouldn't imagine very many. Right. It's funny you say that because I'm sitting here reflecting when I think about, like you said, the distraction, I feel like I'm just constantly in that battle when it comes to like physical fitness. I'm very disciplined, but there's moments when, especially when it comes to like celebratory moments where I'm like, screw it. I'm having all the cake, like cake and the cheese and the charcuterie. Like Mm -hmm. this is what I want right now. And then I'm like, wait, what was my goal? Oh yeah. I would like to win the swim search for Sports Illustrated. And I'm like, stuck in the mud and like, I got to get focused again, (laughs) but I'm like too busy with a cupcake in my hand. I'm like, all right, got to get focused, got to focus on my goals. But I try not to like live there for too long. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that that's normal. Like to have that, like sometimes you get distracted and you get those moments. That's very, very human. But there are some people who get distracted for very long time, like years. Where they start to limit themselves. They're, they're limiting their ability based on their belief and what's possible. Mm. And, it, and it could be because other people have told them that they wouldn't do it. Or maybe it's because they tell themselves all the time. Maybe, I think we talked about this maybe last time, but it's become very common, especially for women. 
I believe, to talk very negatively to mm. themselves. Right. And then to hold themselves down. You can't move forward if you're held down. Right. And you could be holding yourself down by the way that you speak to you. And so I, I think that as we're moving towards things, and we may not be moving as fast in 2020 as we want to be, we may be limited on the things that we're able to do, but whatever it is you are able to do, do it well. Yeah. Whatever it is, just do it to the best of your ability so that you can be thankful that you were participating. Right. And it may lead to something else. You also mentioned previously respond versus react responding and reacting Mm -hmm. to the situation that you're in, to your environment. And specifically, I feel like to this year, like 2020 will forever live on as this stigma. Like 2020 will have this stigma as the year where everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And as a nation, like we all suffered together, some harder than others, but, you know, collectively all just didn't know what was happening and we don't know what's going to happen. But we know what can we focus on? How do we focus on responding versus reacting in a positive way, you know, and narrowing on who we're becoming in the process instead of focusing on that negative? I think one thing is the way that you respond to something impacts you greatly. And I think a lot of times we don't realize that or we don't focus on that. And a lot of times we allow our emotion to just react to a situation whether it's with frustration or anger, bitterness, and that's a reaction, something that's quick. Mm. Responding to something takes thought, it takes discipline, it takes time. And it's being able to respond appropriately in a way that builds you and allows you to move forward. So we talked about last time, the fact that you have these three mental processes that performance is a function of your thoughts, which is your conscious mind. And this is the mental management system that we teach. And my father created when he was an Olympian. And So the conscious mind is your thoughts, the subconscious is your skills, and the self-image is basically your habits and attitudes, right? So you want to be balanced. Well, when you're responding to something in the reinforcement phase of any task and you're responding to something, your self-image is going to be impacted the most. And so your self-image is either going to grow because you are responding appropriately and you're building yourself and you're finding the positives or you're learning from the experience, or it's going to shrink because you're complaining and frustrated and irritated and bitter and the emotion that you have is going to impact those imprints and your self-image is either going to flourish or it's going to be destroyed and you are in control of that. Mm. And so I think responding is so incredibly important and um, fun story, I guess. It's kind of a fun story. Fun story. Ashley, my daughter's a cheerleader and she has been a competitive cheerleader for about eight years and she loves cheer. She eats, sleeps and breathes it pretty much. And she's in school cheer. She was a middle school cheerleader. Now she's in her second year on JV. And so she's qualified because she's her second year on JV to, to try out for a captain. And I've known she's wanted to do it for over a year. And she's been pretty dedicated to wanting it and that kind of thing and focusing on it and everything. And you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And there were three girls trying out for two spots. And she came home after the tryout and after the they revealed who was going to be the co-captains and she comes in and I guess because I'm her mom, I'm just expecting she's going to get it. Cause I see all the beauty in her, right? I see all the blessings. Right. She's, so talented. she's so committed. She's so dedicated. And I know all her hard work. Right. Yeah. And I knew how bad she wanted it. And so I'm measuring based on mommy measurement, right? <laughs> you can do it. And coach probably saw something different. And so coach gave her a spirit officer position which I didn't even know that they were going to really have one. And I thought, well, goodness, 
what is that? And she comes in, she says, well, I'm spirit officer. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, and my first immediate response was, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Mm. And she just looks at me, she goes, well, thanks mom. And I'm like, what do you mean? Are you okay? She's like, well, yeah. She's like, I've been thinking about this. And it just happened. Like literally (laughs) maybe 30 minutes before. Oh my goodness. It had just happened. And she's like, I've been thinking about this. And she loves the other two girls that were co-captains. So that helps too. But she's like, well, I don't have to discipline my friends because I love everyone on the team. And that's hard to do. You have to discipline people that you like. And so I'll probably have better friendships in some ways because of that. I'm not going to have to come early, stay late. I have so many different things that I want to accomplish this year. And I'm in competitive cheer already. So I wouldn't have to worry about anything conflicting with captain duties that I want to do. Maybe I could do some auditions. She wants to be an actress. So she's like wanting to audition. And And then she said, yeah, kind of fun. So then she said, and spirit officer is the person who makes everybody happy. They're the ones they buy gifts for people. They celebrate birthdays. They make people feel special and welcome. And that sounds fun. Yeah. And then she made me go shopping that day and we went and we bought gifts for the girls who beat her out for captain, like congratulatory gifts for them. We bought a gift for her big maid captain. And then she got something for everyone on the team, like the whole entire team, not just JV, but varsity and the coach and the manager and the mascot. She went and got their favorite goodness! and made gifts for everyone. And then she put personalized notes in every single person's bag. Oh my God. Talk about responding well. So as she's like filling out all these cards and everything. Oh, and we hand delivered the gifts to the girls that beat her out for captain, her friends. We hand delivered those that night. Because it was important to her that they understood that she was fine. Like this, this, this was a fine and she supported them mm-hmm. as her captain. And I just love that. And she did like really nice cards for them. I'm like, oh my goodness, you go girl. Now my pocketbook probably didn't appreciate it, <laughs> but otherwise it's really cool. And then I looked at her as she's writing all these notes to all these, oh. these cheerleaders on the team. And I said, Ashley, which would you rather be doing? Cause her game was the next day. I said, would you rather be preparing for tomorrow's game? Or would you rather be doing what you're doing right now? And she goes, I'd rather be doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. I said, well, then I'm not going to be upset about these results because it seems to me like this fits you and your personality perfectly. Yeah. Now I'm sure she will go out for captain in varsity and really, really want it. But she understood what she was given is something that really, truly fits her. Yeah. And while she wanted it so, so, so bad, she didn't let herself be bitter by it Mm -hmm. or be frustrated by it. I'm sure she was disappointed, but she has yet to show that disappointment. I love that. I absolutely love that. And that's a, that's a small thing, but to a 15-year-old girl, that can be huge. Right. And so, I don't know, I was pretty proud. Proud mommy moment. Yes. But that's an example of how to respond. Yes. Instead of reacting. Reacting would be upset, bitter, You kind of comparing yourself to the ones who won or whatever the case may be. That would be reacting. Right. I feel like maybe just that's one thing that pageantry has taught me and then working with you and like all those skills and those concepts are just embedded in my subconscious now. And that's kind of the way I navigate my life. But, you know, I just challenge everyone to like, shoot your shot, go out, do things, challenge yourself, you know, apply for the job, do the scary things, go on the date, whatever it is. And then if it doesn't work out, 
that's okay. You did it. You tried it. I truly always believe that everything works out for a purpose and for a reason. And you're building yourself in the process. You're building your confidence, whether you realize it or not. You're getting life experience. You're gaining exposure. You're gaining some sort of life lesson that you don't even realize you're going to appreciate later. You just don't even know why. And similarly, like, it's funny you mentioned like with her writing the notes and you asking her like, you know, which one are you happier that you're doing this or preparing for the game? Because mm-hmm. I thought about the same thing. Now that these women are going to Miss USA, they're getting ready to compete in a, a week from Monday. They're going to compete in the Miss USA stage and they just did their interviews for Miss USA. At one point, that was the most important thing. For the last three years, that was the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. My followers know it. My listeners know it. My family knows it. Austin knows it. Everybody, you know it. Like everybody knows that's what mm-hmm. I wanted. That was my goal was to be the first member of the Navy on the Miss USA stage. But I feel like as soon as Austin proposed, I was like, boom. Like my vision, my mindset, like everything shifted. And I was like, I'm so flipping excited and happy for this chapter. Like, this is where I want to be. Like, this is exactly where I I haven't slept in like six days, Heather. Like, (laughs) I'm (laughs) literally still so excited. And I feel like I can really cheer them on and be ecstatic for them in like this chapter. But I'm so thrilled to be at where I'm at, you know, because I can't wait to go on to this next chapter in my own life. Everything really just happened for me. It's so cliche, but what advice would you give to those who have just really, really faced it all? I mean, they've gone through job loss. They're going through financial hardship. They've had to deal with, you know, kids being at home. They've had to deal with relocating or maybe people moving into the house or mm-hmm. they've had to deal with health issues or battling COVID or just every single thing. Like what could go wrong has go wrong. I know that you've been very blessed. I feel like I've been very blessed. That's why I couldn't do this episode alone. I don't even know how to talk about facing these hardships because Austin and I have been very fortunate in 2020. Yes, we've had our issues. My parents just actually battled COVID themselves and luckily they're doing fine. They overcame it. Like now they're healthy, you know, and we feel very fortunate and we prayed and I'm like, they didn't even have to go into a hospital, you know? So I'm like, Mm. once again, like we feel very, very fortunate, but what would you speak into those people who are just like, what do I do? What advice can you give to them? One thing that my dad always says is, Everything we go through in life acts as preparation for something in the future. Mm-hmm. And while it might be difficult and it might be hard, we're growing. And there's that, I don't even know where this story came from. So I definitely can't take credit for this. But I think my dad told me this, but there's this big boulder. Okay, let's imagine this huge boulder rock, right? And God tells this man, he says, he's, he's a skinny, scrawny, scrawny guy. And he says, I need you to go and you've got to push that rock all day, push on that boulder all day. So he goes and he pushes and he pushes and he pushes and days go by and days go by and days go by. And then finally he goes to the Lord and by this time he's got muscles and he's strong and he's, but the boulder hasn't moved. Mm -hmm. And he tells the Lord, he's like, what are you doing? I don't understand why I'm doing this. I keep pushing it, but it's not going anywhere. And he goes, no, but now you're strong enough and I can use you. Wow. I didn't want the rock to move. I wanted you to grow in your strength. Wow. 
So that would probably be what I would say, is that we may be pushing a boulder that doesn't move, but that doesn't mean that the effort that we're putting in and the lessons that we're learning and the toughness that we're building and maybe even the empathy that we're growing within us is something that is going to be needed when we are needed to be used by the Lord for something in the future. Yeah. I just believe everything happens for a reason, but we don't always understand the reason. We may not even be privy to it. Yeah. But we have an opportunity to either respond to the situation and choose to believe it's for our benefit. Yeah. That's powerful. Or be stuck in the mud and not go anywhere. Oh, Heather. Wow. That is so powerful. I think that is so true. So, so true. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for being here. I typically ask my guests, what is most misunderstood? I feel like you've answered it all already. And like, that's such a powerful note to end on. And I think this is exactly the message that people need to hear. You know, just a real honest, transparent conversation about life. It doesn't go your way and it's not perfect and it's tough and it's not easy and flawless. And I think people are misunderstood that they see this snapshot that, you know, you work with clients who are pageant competitors and it's easy and it's perfect and it's glitz and it's glamorous, but you work to bring out the best in them. And they think that I have this social media picturesque life with this fiance that, you know, proposes on a cliff, but it's like, you have to navigate Mm -hmm. the hard stuff to get there and the tough conversations and then be okay with the time spent where it's not so frilly and fun and you're not sitting on a boat in Venice. Like you have to just be okay with each other. We're doing this. Like we're getting through this Mm -hmm. chapter. We're all moving forward. We're all learning a lesson, some kind of lesson, you know, whether it's a really, really big one or it's a really, really small one. But thank you so much. I think what's misunderstood is that adversity is negative Mm. and that adversity is bad Yeah, or that it is a reflection of character or that good people don't experience hardships or something like that. All of that's misunderstood. Yeah. And I think 2020 has revealed that to us in a way that no one is immune Mm -hmm. to hardship and we shouldn't want to be a hundred percent immune to it. We should just want to learn from it and grow from it and become better humans. And that's my wish for everyone. Become a better human so that you are light in somebody else's life. That's the goal. Love it. Become a better human. Thank you, Heather. You are one of the best humans I know. And I feel like I'm definitely a better human because of you. Truly, 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 truly. So thank you. Thank you, you. my dear. I think you're a pretty precious human. I like you. Thank you. I'm definitely working to become better and better, but I can't thank you enough for the impact you've had on my life. And I think that we never arrive. I know we never arrive. Seriously. (laughs) A lot of work to always be done. Well, (laughs) tell listeners where they can find you. I will include it in the show notes, but just so they can reach out to you if necessary. Mentalmanagement.com is the website and that's my father's company. I work for him. And then my social media, Heather Sumlin is my Instagram. Okay, awesome. And honestly, if anybody's looking to really, truly change some habits and really move forward, my father's book with winning in mind Mm. can help anyone with any goal at any time. Okay. And so that would be probably a recommendation as far as a product. Okay. That would be valuable. And you can always email me at heather at mentalmanagement.com too. And you've been doing some like 
online, I feel like sessions yes. and coaching. Okay. We've started doing webinars. We okay. had to adjust the way that we teach, right? Because people can't or won't want to come to Texas and train with us. And so what we've done is we've started doing more webinars. So I've done some mental mastery webinars for whether it be pageantry or I work with dog handlers too. I, oh I have gosh. a wide variety. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. I'm doing a dog handler webinar series right now. <laughs> and then my brother and I do a mental mastery just in general okay. for anyone. And that'll probably start in January. We haven't set dates yet for that. So if you're interested in wow. training with us remotely in a more affordable way, then you can do a group webinar. We'll have online courses soon and things like that too. But it's really been fun to be able to like one day yesterday, I was on a call or I think it was yesterday. One of the people in my class is in Denmark. Oh, one of my classes was in Switzerland. And wow. I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is so incredibly that cool. It is so cool. Wow. So it's fun. Awesome. We'll include all those links so people can reach out to you. You are a game changer, a life changer. It's not just for pageantry. I mean, you're the reason like I got this podcast up and going and the branding, everything, and really helped me just steer things in the right direction. So thank you so, so much. Heather, thank you. Thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back to Questions with Kelly. I'm going to keep this installment short just because I think the episode was so powerful already with Heather. And I just appreciate having her on the show so much. I love getting your questions, though. I really do. So, first question is What is my favorite quote or mantra? from Rachel E underscore G. And I have a lot. I definitely have a lot of mantras, which I've set quite a few on the show. One of my oldest is worry is temporary atheism. I'll say that again. Worry is temporary atheism. And I love that one because it means that you're not believing and you don't have faith. You don't have faith that everything's going to work out. And I feel like in this current environment, that's so powerful and true because everything really does eventually work out. It's hard to see it. It's hard to see amidst, you know, the storm when it's brewing, it's cloudy, it's foggy. And you're like, why is this happening to me? I don't understand. But then eventually that fog always clears. Eventually. Like you don't know why, but it does and you figure it out and you realize why that's happening to you or why you had to learn that lesson. And I feel like in this stage of my life, as I'm nearing 30, which is crazy, everything really has worked out exactly the way it has supposed to. So my faith has gotten a lot stronger and I really do believe that there's a purpose for everything. And when God always has a plan, but it's really helped me become more at peace with life, that everything has a plan, has a purpose, and that I don't need to worry so much. You know, you still have to put your best foot forward, but there's no reason to overthink, to be concerned. So that's why I say worry is temporary atheism. Next question is, what is your favorite Bible verse? And this comes from J12347Smith. Well, that's a long one. Again, this is original. I have a lot of favorite Bible verses, but the original, original one, even back in high school, I would write this on my track shoes. I would write 413. 413. And it comes from Philippians 413, which is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
And I always have like repeated that over and over when, you know, in difficult situations or positive situations, whatever it is, whether it's track meets back in high school or cross country meets or low points or going on stage for competitions or just whatever it is, meetings, moments where I was worried and I have that moment of fear in my heart or have those butterflies. And I feel like anytime I'm in that moment and I have that pit in my stomach, I remember Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And finally, last question with Kelly is, what is the biggest adversity you have overcome? Oh, man. Oh. It's tough to like measure the biggest. And I don't want to get into an entire podcast on it because if you want to talk about failure, you can tune into one of my earlier episodes. I believe it's like episode seven. I have an ep- a whole episode on overcoming failure and why it's the best thing that happened to you. Go check it out. It's really, really powerful. It's one of my favorite ones. But I'd say one of the biggest adversities I faced was entering the fleet for the first time, moving to San Diego on my own and adjusting to life in San Diego, adjusting to life as a naval officer, figuring out my footing as, you know, a leader for the first time and struggling with anxiety and depression and migraines. That was all really, really difficult. It it all kind of hit me in the face at once. It was a lot for a 21-year-old, 22-year-old. But looking back at it now, that was a series of growth that I'm so thankful for. I'm so happy that it prepared my heart for what was to come, which was a whole series of challenges in my 20s and a whole life of independence later. And I really had to find my ability to navigate life on my own, without my family close by, without a partner close by, without a boyfriend close by, without someone just next door that I could run to. You know, I was really alone during that time, but I I really appreciate that time now. It was very, very hard, but it just really allowed me to grow and mature and you just learn to blossom in sometimes the darkest of moments. And I'm really proud of the person that I became after going through that journey. Columbus followed those sets of orders. San Diego was a really, really tough time for me. Those orders were very transformative. Columbus was a much more radiant, more positive part of my life. But I don't think I would have been the same person in Columbus, Ohio. I wouldn't have had my heart ready to meet Austin or for Miss Ohio or any of those challenges and chapters that came later had I not experienced that chapter of anxiety and depression and those challenges early on. So facing that adversity was definitely tough, but it was worthwhile to prepare me for the person I would become now. So guys, thank you for listening. I hope that you just continue to remember that you are slowly becoming this incredible person as you learn and transform through every single phase of life. This is a tough year for everyone. You know, we're all facing hardship. We're all facing something that's uncomfortable, but I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you're facing and I believe in you. And if someone hasn't told you that today, I'm telling you that I believe in you. 
Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is Misunderstood. Tune in every Tuesday, sometimes twice a week, depending on what episodes I've got for you. If you love this episode, please leave a review. I love them so much. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. And I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you love, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you are looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall. Kelly Hall.